Good afternoon to all. Glad to be back on the air. I'll let this one introduce himself. It's been a good day so far, and only getting better now that I'm finally here. Some of you may know me. It's President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Nice intro, Mr. President. So we know about the weight on your shoulders because all of your responsibilities and everything going on right now. Of course, but these gray hairs are in the job description. <laughs> in my personal opinion, I think you're doing your best you can to keep the mail running. So I want to know your opinion. How do you feel you're doing? Are you confident you can pull America through another trajectory? Confidence starts on honesty, on honor, on the sacredness of obligations, on faithful protection, and on unselfish performance. Without them, it cannot live. I know if another obstacle presents itself, we'll, it, we'll be able to manage. This great nation will endure as it has endured, will revive, and will prosper. So, first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, Mr. President, what inspired you to think this way? How did you come about it? Well, for starters, I've always been surrounded by intellectuals. As a child, my family was wealthy, so I was homeschooled by tutors and governesses. I went to high school at Groton, and although I didn't fit in with the others, I did my best to win the hearts of the adults at the school. I went on to study at Harvard, but I was a C-average student. My degree came in just three years, and while others thought it wasn't deserved, I was thrilled. At Columbia, I studied law, and I didn't receive my degree there, even though I passed the bar exam. My whole life has been a struggle when it came to academics. Aside from your academics, what else impacted you immensely? My wife, definitely. Mrs. Eleanor Roosevelt. The missus has been an important part of my life ever since she walked into it. Aww. We got engaged during my friend of the year at Harvard. Not to pry, but wasn't there a mishap between you and the missus? I prefer to move on, thank you. All right. Well, you said you went to Harvard and Columbia, correct? They're two of the best universities in the United States. I know how that might have set you up for the rest of your life. After Columbia, you worked in law, did you not? I did. Okay. So that influenced your interest in politics, which I imagine led to your runs and turns as senator, state governor, and eventually president in 1932. You've run four consecutive times and have done great work, especially your new deal that aided us in getting through the Great Depression era. But now that the all has passed and your challenge is now this new world war, how do you plan on getting us through this? In short, we have already started on a little thing we're calling the Manhattan Project. I funded it with $500 million. The purpose of the project is to create the first nuclear bomb. Japan made the first move against us. Plus, we gained intel that the Nazis were developing a next generation weapon. So we took the advantage of our resources and got to work. It all started as the Advisory Committee on Uranium in 1940 and became the Office of Scientific Research and Development in 1941. Eventually, I made it a joint operation with the Army Corps of Engineers as it became more of a military initiative. Life testing sites in New York, Tennessee, Washington, but most importantly in New Mexico. Project Y was initiated in 1943 as we began to build and test more bombs. Are you close to a breakthrough? I know it will happen soon, but I fear I won't be around to see it. It has been more than a few years since I contracted polio and I'm feeling the effects. Don't you fear it would instigate a grave international incident? It might, but I assure you, America will come out on top, like it always does. I appreciate your time and the insight, Mr. President. Thank you for coming on. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe, everyone. Until next time.